Coming up, how one man is trying to preserve the DJ sets from San Francisco's gay disco scene from the 70s and early 80s. That's next on Press Play. This is Press Play. I'm Madeline Brown. That's a 1979 recording from the dance floor of the Trocadero Transfer, one of the busiest gay nightclubs in San Francisco history. It's just one of more than 2,000 recordings from the SF Disco Preservation Society, an entire archive of a time when disco music served as the soundtrack of gay liberation when gay men flock to cities like San Francisco, New York, and Los Angeles. Joining us to talk about this music is Jim Hopkins. He's the founder of the SF Disco Preservation Society, and he's on a mission to preserve the history and the music of San Francisco's gay clubs. Welcome. Thank you. Well, how did this project begin? Because this is a, you're a one-man band, right? You, yes. The, the SF Disco Preservation Society is just you? Yes, I run the whole show. My friend's think that I have clones of myself that I keep running off because they're like, how do you get all this stuff done? But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a passion of mine. Um, I grew up with reel-to-reel tape decks and I was feeling nostalgic and wanted to own one again. So I got on Craigslist and found one, but tape for them are, you know, it's hard to find tapes for those now. Yeah. Uh, they, there are a couple companies that still make tape but it's very high price so i got on craigslist thinking maybe i could find somebody that was getting rid of a big box of tapes that i could re-record over and i came across an ad by a woman by the name of rainy and um, she was looking to have some tapes converted so i thought well i could convert those and pay off that deck that i just purchased charge her for the tape duplication or transferring and called her up and talked to her she said she had about 60 reels but she didn't have a lot of money to have them converted so i asked her what was on the reels and she said they were her dad's disco reels he used to be a dj in san francisco and would record his sets live when he was playing in the clubs so i told her well why don't you let me digitize them if i can keep the reels once they're finished we'll just do an even trade that way and she agreed to that hmm. where are you getting the tapes after you have Rainey's dad's collection, what where are you getting the rest of the tape? Um, I well, after I set up the San Francisco Disco Preservation page on Facebook, I would post uh, in the news feed that I was looking for more tapes, and other people would step forward with their collections that they had in their basement or attic or garage, and a lot of tapes were donated, and other tapes I borrow from people digitize them and then give their collections back i'm starting to get a lot of tapes in my studio they're taking up a lot of space so i try to just borrow them and return them now once they're digitized hmm. why were you interested in in her tapes and her dad's djing uh i i was a dj or still am a dj i started in 1981 i was living in sacramento at the time but i was aware of the san francisco disco scene and nightclub scene and knew of all the djs down here and a lot of them we lost through the AIDS crisis. Mm -hmm. And I've come across their tapes and wanted to preserve their legacies and acquired that first collection from Rainey and started digitizing those, which 
I uh, then started up the San Francisco Disco Reservation page on Facebook because I thought the tape should be shared with the world because it was San Francisco history. Yeah. Well, speaking of DJs whom we lost to the AIDS crisis, let's play some music from DJ Tim Rivers, and this is from So that's a mashup of two disco icons, Diana Ross and Stephanie Mills from, a, from 1979. And as I mentioned, the DJ was Tim Rivers. Tell us more about him and, and what the scene was like in the club when he was DJing. He was more of a soulful DJ. He played at the uh, Trocadero a couple of times for their bartender's bash parties. I don't think he had a regular residency there. I'm still trying to learn about a lot of these DJs and it's hard to find history on them online. Mm-hmm. He was known for his soulful mixes while the other DJs were playing more new wave and disco and energy. And were these clubs mainly just for the gay scene or was it a mix? It was a mixed crowd. Uh, the Trocadero Transfer was more of a gay club Uh, The I-Beam was as well, but they did have other nights where they were doing live bands and had straight nights and things like that. So they bounced back and forth. So for you, what does this mean, this act of preserving this music from back then? Well, I started acquiring a lot of the tapes, and it's history that needs to be preserved before it fades away. A lot of these tapes are deteriorating. They are shedding apart. They're turning to dust, basically. And I want to digitize as much of that history as possible. And it is San Francisco history and you know other history from the East Coast as well. I'm starting to do a lot of tapes from East Coast DJs. And that's just history that needs to be preserved before it's gone. And what's the difference between East Coast and West Coast disco? East Coast was more a uh, soulful disco, it seems. Um, uh-huh. on the West Coast, it was more high energy and underground disco, a lot of European stuff as well. They were playing a lot of European stuff in New York as well, but comparing the tapes, you can hear the differences between the coasts of what was being played at the time. All right, so let's hear a cut from the 80s, and this is New York disco. So here's an example, and this is a set uh, from the DJ Sean Buchanan.
So that's Sylvester, the disco legend. So you were too young to actually be in the clubs at that time, but what's it like for you going through all of this? Can you just envision yourself there if you were a little bit older? Oh, yeah. I started DJing at the age of 16 in 1981, and I was exposed to a lot of the music in Sacramento that they were playing in San Francisco because the DJs up there were getting their records from San Francisco. So we were exposed to a lot of the same music that they were hearing down at the Trocadero Transfer. and So I didn't get to experience the San Francisco club scene. Mm -hmm. I did come down to the I-Beam in 1987, so I got to experience a little bit of it. But uh, I wasn't old enough to get in the, the bigger clubs at the time. Do you feel like you missed out? A little bit, but I feel that I can relive these parties on these reels that I have. I have Trocadero reels that are six and a half hours in length. So it's pretty much the whole night that the DJ was playing. And a lot of the DJs would have an open mic as they're recording. So it would pick up the crowd response on the dance floor of them cheering and getting excited about the next mix. Oh, that's so cool. Why were they recording their sets? A lot of DJs would record their sets. Uh, they were selling copies out of the DJ booth. They had little side business going, selling tapes. A lot of patrons wanted to have recordings from the clubs to play at home or in their cars. And you're a DJ now, right? At, at a bar called the 440 Castro? Yes. And has your work archiving these tapes uh affected the way that you work as a DJ? It exposes me to a lot of music that I didn't hear back in the day, which I do research on and download to play in my sets currently. And the bar that I play for, we have a 21 to 80 year old crowd there. So I get to play a lot of the old school stuff that I was playing back in the day, as well as a lot of disco. And how do the young people react to the old disco? Uh, actually, they're they're loving it. Uh, there was a party called Go Bang here in San Francisco. There was a monthly that happened the first Saturday of each month at the Stud, and I would go out to the party, and there were a lot of t young twenty-year-olds on the dance floor, dancing and singing along. They do all the lyrics to the songs, which blew me away. So I realized there is hope. <laughs> yeah, they they love the old school stuff because it's real musicians, and the music took you on a journey, unlike. A lot of today's music and mm -hmm. doesn't really go go anywhere do you archive any modern music i do i have the 2000s archives mostly early 2000s stuff but i do have some newer 2000s recordings on there that are my dj sets as well as friends sets that are currently doing events here in san francisco so maybe one day someone like you will be looking back on your sets and saying ah oh, this tells a story of what it was like back then I, I, I record all my sets now. I, I'm, I've been really good about archiving my sets all through my DJ career. And a lot of DJs do that as well. It's their history. Well, it's been a pleasure, and thank you for sharing your passion with us today. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. That's Jim Hopkins. He's the founder of the SF Disco Preservation Society, and you can check out his archives at sfdps.org.